Hey everybody, God bless you and welcome to the Church of Jubilee podcast. I pray that this week's word would bless you, that it would continue to grow and plant a seed inside of you that would yield a harvest at the right time. We are living in some difficult times, difficult moments, and as we know, this is the world will only get worse as we go throughout time. For the Lord is coming soon, and there is a strong, strict order that has been sounded, that has been declared. And we we talk about it in the book of Joel, chapter 2, verses 1 through 2. Um, but it talks about sounding the trumpet, to blow a trumpet in Zion, to sound an alarm that... There was a time that is coming that of a time of the like of there has never been a time like this and people will arise and people will either, you know, rise to the challenge and search the Lord and continue on in Christ or they will go a different way and they will wax cold. But I want you to know today that the Lord is sounding the trumpet in the heavenlies and the spiritual realm of things. God is sounding the trumpet and saying it is time to get back, to get back right with the Lord. It is time to get back to where you were before with God, to repent of our ways as a nation, as a country, as whatever is a body of Christ that you can think of. It is time because the sounding of the trumpet has started. And I pray that this week's message would bless you. I pray that there would be as the way... Uh, in the book of Joel, chapter 2 talks about that there would be a people that would come that would be great and strong, the like of whom has never been, nor would there ever be any, any like such them. So I pray that you are that person that would stand out amongst the crowd now more than ever and declare that you are a member and the body of Christ in the name of Jesus Christ. I pray that you will be blessed. Share this message. Don't forget to comment. We appreciate all comments and any and all feedback. May the Lord bless you tremendously. God bless. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The book of Joel, chapter 2, verses 1 through 2. When you have it, say amen. Let's read together. I want you to, first of all, understand what this first part says. Pretty simple, right? It says, blow the trumpet in Zion. Blow the trumpet. Sound the alarm in my holy mountain. Let all the inhabitants of the land tremble. For the day of the Lord is coming. For it is as at his hand. A day of darkness and gloominess, a day of clouds and thick darkness. Like the morning clouds that spread over the mountains, a people come, great and strong, the like of whom has never been, nor will there there be ever any such after them, even for many successive generations. Sound the trumpet, sound the trumpet, blow uh, blow the trumpet, sound the alarm. Hallelujah. There is a declaration being made in this first scripture, part of scripture. The Lord is saying there is an alarm that has been sounded. There is a trumpet that has been blown and it has been blown in the heavens. Hallelujah. And it has been blown in in the land that we know as the spiritual realm. And it is declaring that there is a day of the Lord that is coming praise be to God hallelujah you may have your seats giving glory to God 
I got to start you off with some excitement to understand and to appreciate what does it mean when the, when the word of God says blow the trumpet in Zion and it says and sound an alarm in my holy mountain can we get the members to come back in hallelujah it says blow the trumpet in Zion and sound a, an alarm in this and it says in my holy mountain hallelujah I need the church to grab this. I need those who have an ear to listen. Those who have an eye to see, to watch and listen to what I'm saying today. That we have been experiencing a great revolt against the body of Jesus Christ. Against the word of God that is known as the truth. We have been hearing constantly from his word that there is a second coming that comes from Jesus Christ. Amen. And for some of those who have been in church for a while, you've continued to hear and hear that Jesus is coming and coming over and over again. Probably so much that you get tired of hearing it and then you just start not to believe it. You keep hearing that he's coming, but you don't see him coming. And thank God he has not come because let's be just honest and transparent that if he were to come, some of us would not make it to him with him. Some of us aren't yet ready to yet to experience his second coming. So he says, I'm waiting a little bit more for that one person that's watching. I'm waiting a little bit more for that person that is sitting in that chair right there. For the person that is watching. And I'm waiting for them to just accept and know that with me, eternal life is present. I have been preaching about getting right. Now, getting right isn't our own self-standard of getting right. It's not what, what, what the self-righteousness of saying that I can save myself. It's saying, you know what? If the word of God is my ultimate decision maker, my ultimate authority, then it's time for me to get aligned with the word of God and not aligned with what I see on the news. Or I don't want to get aligned to what I hear from someone else tell me. I want to experience what it means to be the sword of the spirit. I want to experience a personal relationship with Jesus Christ. Amen. So I've been preaching on the importance of pre preparing for God's return. And I don't know if you've paid attention because I'm sure you have. But we have been experiencing... A great spiritual revolt against the Lord. And I've entitled today's message, Sound the Trumpet. Sound the Trumpet. If we had a trumpet, I would have somebody blast it as loud as they could so that you would get the idea. We're seeing with our own eyes this world that is being transformed into a nation without God. Are you, are you listening to me? That there is a nation that is now starting to arise that doesn't want any part of God. When you begin to take God out of a land, you take the only thing that saves us and you take him out. Then lawlessness and the spirit of the Antichrist who's coming will take over and reign supreme on this earth. I'm telling you to the, so that you who are watching, that you are sitting there, you must understand that this is not a time to play around with one day I want to serve the Lord, the next day I don't want to serve him, the next day I do want to serve him, and the next and the following days I don't know what I want to do. 
I'm speaking to someone out there that has been on the brink of the decision of saying, I want to accept Jesus. I want to fulfill him and put him on in baptism. But then again, I don't want to. I'm not sure where I fall, pastor. I'm not sure because I still think I have time. Can I be honest with you? There is no more time. There is a trumpet that is being sounded in the heavens. And if you listen with your spiritual ears and you look through your spiritual eyes, you can see how the world is coming to an end. We are seeing the establishment of marriage according to the word of God that has constantly been under attack. I know of at least three couples that are dealing with marriage problems in their lives. I know three couples that are believers in Jesus Christ that are having issues holding on to the marriage, to the sanctity of marriage that God has ordained. I don't speak to you because I'm angry at you. I'm angry at the devil. Can I get someone else who's a little upset already? Who's tired of seeing your brother and sister suffer so much? And the best thing that, you know, you can do is begin to pray with them and pray for them and begin to rebuke and demolish strongholds. Because that's what it's going to take. You notice in the book of Joel, he promises and he says, but there would be a people that would come that would be great and strong. The, the, the home of like no one else has ever been. Can you be the generation that God says, I need a generation today that's not afraid to raise up and rise up against the mob and rise up against the communist countries and rise up against the democracies of the, that do not honor and bring glory to God. I'm here to encourage someone today, whether you're watching online, I have a responsibility and you may find my words harsh at times, but I have a responsibility to love you, but to give you the word straight as it is. Hallelujah. Because I am responsible for the church and what happens. And I don't want to get, I don't want to get you to go to heaven and say, but I never knew. But my pastor told me that it was always okay. That there was no such thing as evil. It's all about love. You can believe that all you want. Yes, God's love is everlasting. But what I want you to understand is that it isn't just about the, this, this, oh, God loves everything. That there is an enemy that you must stand and resist. That's what you have to know. God's love will never, you will never separate from the love of God. His love is never being able to be broken from you. You cannot make him not love you. He loves you unconditionally. But he wants you to know that today you're not fighting against people. You're fighting against the spiritual demonic oppressions that rule this land. Sound the trumpet. Come on, someone, get the message. Go to somebody and say, look, we've been doing this all wrong. We're coming at you as a human being when we should be coming at you spiritually. So we see this marriage, the, 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 the devil was after the marriages. And for those of you who are watching, I know you know who you are. The devil is out to destroy your marriage. The devil's out to destroy your relationships between your mother and your father, between your brothers and your sisters. He's out to destroy between your cousins and them cousins. Because divided we fall. 
united we stand. We are seeing the spirit of the Antichrist. He's grouping these groups together. And I'm not going to go into detail as to what groups. Because you decide based on their fruits what group is a good group and what group is a group that does not bring honor to the glory of God. You know them because you will be you will know people and know their agenda by knowing their fruits, what they say, how they act, what they speak against other people, what is created when they talk. If you feel anger and bitterness towards another race or towards another country or towards someone else in the church, you are misled. You are deceived because Jesus sees no color. In the heaven, in the kingdom of heaven, there is not a color. Don't be deceived by what you see, but know things, test things with the fruits. But we're seeing the spirit of the Antichrist that they have grouped together. And in the book of Revelation 19, 19, the word of God says, And I saw the beast. The kings of this earth and their armies, guess what they were doing? They were gathered together to make war against who? Against him. Who is him? He, him, is the God that we serve. When will you get it? Aren't you tired of being beat up? Aren't you tired of letting the devil slap you around over and over? It's time that the church begins to wake up. It's time that the body of Christ begins to wake up. It's time for you to make a decision which day today whom you will serve. You'll serve God. You'll accept him. You'll be baptized in the name of Jesus for the remission of your sins. Or you will cower away and be the armies that rise up against the God who will ultimately the army will lose because no matter how big these armies get they will not win against the God that we serve he is greater but they're gathered together to make war against him who sat on the horse and against his army I'm a soldier in the army of the Lord I'm a soldier that's my army it's an eternal army with the greatest general that ever ran an army hallelujah with the greatest commanding officer that has ever existed his name is Jesus Christ but the devil I always say this and I laugh at it because he's so good at lying that he's deceived himself he's so good at lying that he's lied to himself and he literally thinks he's going to win even though we just read in revelation that the armies would come against god and make and make war and if you keep reading you find out that god gets all those armies and throws them in a lake of fire he wins game over satan sound the trumpet blow the trumpet i probably even said that different but from two scriptures we understand in the book of Joel that God has given a word to the people and in that, in that word he begins to make a declarative announcement to blow the trumpet to sound the alarm. It's almost like going to your buddy and saying, hey, listen up, dude, check this out. Check this out, man. I need your full undivided attention. Listen to what I'm going to tell you. And then he speaks about a day of coming, that the Lord is coming. 
I don't know about you. I was talking to my wife today. And I was telling her. I'm tired of dealing with the flesh and the demons that are, are associated with it. You know, we fight against these, these spirits, but we look at people and we dislike them or we treat them. You know, we're ready to just beat them at times or, or, or you know, we, we look at them and sometimes we look disgusted at them. But we, in reality, we, we don't realize that it's the spiritual demonic forces that cause them to act a certain way. And we look at these people and I told my wife, I'm tired of not fighting back. I'm tired of not taking a stand over the church of Jubilee. Because for so long, you may see the seats have been empty. That means we got to come against whatever stronghold has been assigned to our church. But when will you get tired of being the same old church that does the same old things that shows the same old results? What will it take, the Lord says, to wake you up? What will it take to snap you out where, where, my, where your love for me is greater than whatever would, anything would be? Where your love for me would bring you in intimacy with God? Where your love for him would draw you closer to him? Where your love for him would draw you into his word? Where, when will you decide that today is the day? When will you stop playing church, stop coming to church, going back home, spending, you know, a thousand hours on a TV, on a gaming system, or, or doing something that doesn't honor God? When will you get on your knees and start saying, God, my pastor, my pastor needs me, God. When he needs me in prayer, God. This church needs me in prayer, God. There is someone sitting in the pews that needs my prayer, God. When will you be tired? What will it take? Who do you want to see die spiritually? How long will you sit there and do nothing? How long will you keep doing what you want to do? Because you're so satisfied in what you want to do that you please, you please your flesh. Meanwhile, you're seeing casualties before your eye. But I pray that there would be a people that would come great and strong according to the book of Joel, the like of whom has never been, nor will there ever be a generation like our generation. Can I tell you something? That your pre our predecessors, our ancestors, they didn't have to fight the battles that we fight today. They didn't have to deal with the media. They didn't have to deal with the liberal side that, that promotes everything that is contrary to the word of God. They did not have to deal with that guess what generation has to deal with that you and I and God is saying where are those people where is my body where is my church where are those church members that have backslidden into their ways where are those people that have strayed away from the will of God why have you not come back to the to the altar of God what will it take? Hallelujah. We're seeing new battles that our parents never had to fight. We're seeing different strategies that the enemy has used against our country, against our church. Hallelujah. We're seeing something different. They never had the technology that we had. 
But I'll tell you one thing, that the enemy has launched a full-scale attack against you, against your family, against your church, against the people that you love. And he's coming at you, but he's not playing for, he's not playing for fun. He's playing for keeps. He wants you to see you destroyed, suffering, broken, giving up on life, at the end of a trigger, about to take your own life because you've been convinced by the devil that your life doesn't matter. That's a strategy that the enemy is bringing to the church today. We are seeing illegal interference. We're seeing illegal persecution from the state and the government against the word of God. You may already know this, but on July 1st, 2020, just uh, not too long ago, a few days ago, the state of California issued a mandate requiring places of worship that they would have to discontinue singing chanting who i don't know who chants by the way but chanting activities and that they would limit indoor attendance to 25 percent of building capacity i don't know if you caught it i don't know if you caught it but what it says in that mandate is that they would have to discontinue singing Can you take the mic down just a bit? We're getting a lot of feedback. Continue singing. They can't continue singing. They can't can't come together. They're limited to it. Why? Because the government is coming. Because there's a, a, a spirit of the Antichrist that is coming for the church. And they're not just happy with, oh, we won in this case. Oh, we won. They said, no, we either go for all of it or we don't go for anything. So we're coming for everything that represents God. Take down every statue that represents God. Take down every, uh, every part of God in the Bible, every part of God, everywhere I possibly can. So that I, the devil, and his, his spirit of antichrist can take over and reign. They have to discontinue singing. Singing and praising in your worship is how you are freed. Praise is your weapon. It's a weapon against the enemy. That when you begin to clap your hands and you begin to say hallelujah, it's a voluntary thing that you're doing and you're giving glory to God. But in the state of California, Sister Rachel, you can't do that anymore. If you think that that's only in California, you're absolutely wrong. Very soon, many states will adapt to that thought and that principle, all in the name of, so you don't get other people infected. I believe we are protected by the blood of Jesus. I believe that everyone in this place is protected by the blood of Jesus that any sickness any disease would come before the Lord and be rebuked in the name of Jesus Christ we are not to walk in fear and I saw the beasts the kings of the earth and their armies gather together to make war against him who sat on the horse and against his army They're building it. 
You can choose to believe it. You can choose to live in the candy land. I like to say, I like to call it candy land. Where everything is sweet, gentle, peace, nice. It's great, Sister Shelby. Don't worry. Live your life. God is all about love. And you'll never have to fight anything. You know, I don't know what sick reality you live in. But let me give you the real deal. <laughs> there is the other side. That is a spiritual side. And there is an enemy who says, who the Bible describes, like a roaring lion, whose job is to steal, kill, and destroy, whose job is to devour. Devour, consume, to eat, to complete you and kill you off. But you're stuck in candy land. Oh, pastor, these candies are so tasting great. Would you like a candy from the biggest lollipop that ever been? Taste this lollipop candy. Meanwhile, Satan's about to slap you over the head. You think I'm kidding, but it's there. Don't believe me? Read your Bible. Ephesians chapter 6, for we wrestle not against flesh and blood. We don't fight against flesh and blood, but against powers, principalities, and rulers of darkness. Where's my proof scripture? Where's my proof? That's the chapter. But check this part out though. The Lord says that there would come great and strong people. People that would be like no other before them. I like to think of it him saying, I've saved, Sister Rachel, the best for last. I've saved the best of the generations for the last generation. And that generation I know will be a faithful generation. I believe God is saying if you are living today, it's because God has chosen you to be a part of the generation that is going to take a stand against the enemy and say, bring it on. Because do you know my daddy? You know how big my God is? Get your little measly groups together. Get your little armies together. I don't care if you have a million man army. It's still not greater than my God. <laughs> Sorry. Newsflash. In the end you're going to lose. We who are in Christ. And remain. Remain in Christ. Will live with him. I believe that the church will raise up a new generation that will take a stand and God will place them in positions in every legislative, judicial, and executive branch of government that is there. I believe God is going to put people in place that are willing to say, I'll be that voice. I don't care what it costs. I'll be the voice, God. Send me. Send me to take a stand to my, my family member that wants me to do things that don't bring honor to God. I know it's wrong. But be found. Be firm in the word. Because when you get to heaven, what are you going to say? I did it because they told me to do it. Or where are they at? On their way down to hell. Bye. You couldn't choose me. You chose everything else but me. I believe that it is a time.
where sin has intensified and because the enemy has launched a full scale against that attack against the church against marriages against family members he's trying everything he can everything he says i am throwing everything i have at this church called the body of christ because if i can get them to fight with each other if i can get them to be destroyed from within themselves i can get in there and penetrate to the inner part and get in there and penetrate to the soul to the spirit to get into their emotions and make them hate one another go to if you could the book of joel chapter 2 same chapter verses 12 through 13 here is the solution here's what you need to know that part about blowing the trumpet and sounding the trumpet is to recognize God's language to us. When they blow a trumpet, what does it do for you? If somebody blows a trumpet, what does it do? Does it not grab your attention? Does God have your attention? Look what he requires next. Now, therefore, says the Lord, turn to me with all your heart with fasting with weeping and with mourning so rend your heart and not your garments return to the lord your god for he is gracious and merciful slow to anger and of great kindness and he relents from doing harm to you who have lost your way You've lost your way in church. You've lost your, your way to the right path. May I appeal to you today that this isn't a time to play. God is requiring a repented church. That's for us. God wants you to come to him, repent, and walk forward. To turn to him with all your heart. With all your heart, churches. Do you understand that saying, with all your heart? Not cheating heart. Not an adulterous heart. Not a half-hearted person. Not a half-committed person. He says, with all your heart, come to me. Maybe you've made some bad decisions. But you can't stay where you're at. You have to turn to God. You have to give your life and serve him. Those of you who have been in church, you know what I'm talking about. You have to stay firm in the word of God. How much longer will you allow Satan and his demons to occupy the territory that God has given you? And he laughs at you, and he chuckles at you, and he ridicules you, and he makes fun of you. Because he says, you're so such a fool. You have the power and the authority to kick me out at any time out of your life. But yet you choose to entertain me. You choose to give thoughts and your time to things that I distract you with.
Aren't you tired? Because I'm tired. I'm tired of letting the devil stay in our territory. I'm tired of allowing the devil to think that he has reign and dominion over our lives, Sister Rachel. It's time that you and I start fighting the good fight. That we start coming to him and saying, Satan, if you thought that I was bad before you came and tried me, wait till I get done when I get done with past my trial. Because I guarantee you that once I've passed this trial, I'm coming out stronger. I'm coming out closer to him. And I'm going to get on my knees starting today. And I'm going to fight a spiritual battle. I'm going to pray for my husband. I'm going to pray for my wife. I'm going to pray for my child. I'm going to pray for my family. But I'm going to do it spiritually. I'm going to do it on my knees. This is how I fight my battles. Stop fighting flesh with flesh. Fight your battles spiritually. Go to God and begin to pray for somebody. Begin to bind and rebuke demons and spirits that are overtaking their minds. Don't give up just because you don't see an instant result. You keep praying. Because if you choose to be in Candyland, the devil's coming for your family. He's coming for your, your family. You, you like this one? Your church, your pastor, and everything else that represents God. He says, Oh, I'm coming. I hope you Christians are ready because I'm coming. I can believe, I can imagine Satan saying this to us. I'm coming with everything I got. You better be ready. And to that, I will reply, I'll see you in battle on my knees. Because when my God defeats you, I'm going to be right there to look at you and say, you fool. You are the foolish one. I rebuke you in Jesus' name out of my family. I cast your spirit of drunkenness out of my family. I cast and I break any generational curse that has attempted to destroy your families and my family. When will you wake up out of your sleeping slumber? And begin to fight a spiritual battle where you stand in Jesus Christ. But you take your place against the enemy and begin to rebuke and bind things. For what you shall ever bind on earth shall be bound in heaven. In other words, whatever you bind in the physical realm or in the spiritual realm impacts the physical realm. Listen to what I'm saying today. We must come to God with a repentant heart. How much longer will you see your family be destroyed? If you want to be mad at somebody, get mad at the enemy. And begin to pray against strongholds. What are strongholds? Things that people just can't let go. I have to smoke. I have to. This is a part of me. I can't get rid of it. I have to drink. I have to go and sleep around with people. I have to go over there and uh, party with people. I have to go over there and shoot up because I just can't help it. Maybe that's who you're, maybe that's my, who, what you've been thinking. Or maybe that's my, who, at one point, who you've been. And the devil tells you, yeah, you can't get out of it. 
But God says, you can do all things to Christ who strengthens me. I don't know your personal struggle aside from my kids. I don't know what you're going through. Those of you who are watching, I don't know what you're going through. But I know enough to know that no matter what it is, God will have victory in your life. But God's love language is when you come to him and repent. Why? What does the Bible say? I don't know if we have it up there. Because God will be merciful and gracious. Slow to anger. That beats most of us, right? Because we get angry fast. But I want to encourage you today. And I want you to wake up. You will determine the success of what happens with your family. Of what happens with your relationships. Of what happens with people that you love. You will be the success story or the failure of it. If you don't repent to God, if we don't repent as a nation, the enemy is going to wreak havoc in our life. And after he gets one person, he goes, okay, who's next? Oh, the children. Well, I'm coming from them too. You better be ready, Christians, because I'm not just coming for you. After I destroy you and defeat you, I'm coming for your kids too. But I would hope that somebody would raise up today and say, you know what, God? I want to be the good people that the book of Joel talks about. I want to be those people that the word of God says that we would be strong, that we would be great, and that we would be like unlike any other generation. I want to be different, God. You've chosen me to live in this generation. Let me make a difference in lives, God. Let me make a difference in my life. Let me, let me be a powerful force to reckon with that when the devil looks at me and my family, he says, I don't really want to go near them because when they come together together in Jesus Christ the power of God is so strong we cannot be around there leave them alone when will you get tired of being whooped on the floor by the enemy when will you get on your knees and start praying you give so much time to everything else. We give so much time to everything else. We give so much time to we can't even make it to church on time. I'm not calling anybody out. This is just reality. We can't make it to church on time. We, you know, even if, even if we had service on, on a Wednesday, half the people wouldn't show up. People would be late. But I'll guarantee you what? The satanic church and all the little followers would be there 10 hours earlier to give worship to Satan. But the people of God. We're too spoiled. We're, we're in candy land. We love the candy. We love the sweetness. Meanwhile, Satan's building up an army. We're over here playing tanks with our toys. Satan's preparing live ammunition. We still have paintball guns. He's just loading up real bullets. And we're playing with paintballs. When will you get tired of seeing what is happening? When will you take a stand and be the generation that God is seeking He's not saying you have to be a perfect generation. He's saying, I need you to stand. Where I tell you to go, you go. When I tell you to speak, you speak my word. When I tell you to shut up and be quiet, you stay quiet and be quiet. 
When I tell you to get on your knees and pray for somebody, you pray without question. The devil's like a roaring lion, seeking whom he may devour. Don't be a casualty. Today is the sound that you're hearing, and it's a stern word from the word of God. But you got to repent. We have to come to God and ask for mercy. As a church, as a member, and if you don't know God, and you're not living for Jesus, today's your day you get right. Today's the day you say, God, every day is a new start, a new beginning. Great is your mercy towards me. Let us stand.